Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and this is The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us today as we sort through the six-year-long persecution of President Donald J. Trump and his family, of course, and his loyal supporters and his loyal advisors and some of those not even that loyal, nonetheless finding themselves still in the crosshairs of the Marxist Dems and the deep state. And the persecution of President Trump has now entered its seventh year. Imagine that. That persecution by the Marxist Dems, the deep state, a national disgrace. And it has seemed to me, at least, the brazen lawlessness of the FBI and DOJ over the entirety of their persecution of President Trump was not only arrogance, but a sure sign of desperation, as they sought to cover up their crimes against the Constitution and the nation in one long serial cover-up and with the ridiculous raid on the president's offices in Mar-a-Lago, the cover-up goes on. A raid that may have been launched by the puppet president to cover up the original crimes that extend all the way back to 2016. The FBI, DOJ, and President Obama's intel chief's efforts to frame Trump at the behest of the Clinton campaign and DNC all trying to frame him up in the Russian collusion hoax, and now trying the very same ploy and frame more Russian nonsense, and the plotting deep state plotters are beginning to twist, it seems, in the wind. They are desperate. Our guest today has strong opinions on what all is at work in the deep state's dirty work. We're delighted to have with us the inimitable Mark Simone, broadcasting legend, WOR top talk host and Mr. New York himself. Mark, great to have you with us. Let's begin with your view on the Mar-a-Lago raid by the FBI. I think this is the end of Merrick Garland, whether it happens in January when Republicans take control of the House and investigate. Or, you know, if you release this uh, affidavit, it's one thing to release the subpoena. The affidavit often runs 100 pages. If there's a single lie in there, that's criminal. So, uh, and the statute of limitations on that is five years. That could be a President Donald Trump going over that affidavit at some point. I, I, the whole thing is a disgrace. Uh, if, if it was such a great affidavit, they could have got a top judge to sign off on it. Instead, all they could get was this low-level Florida magistrate to sign it. That tells you plenty. Uh, right. I've talked to people who do these raids, and they say it shouldn't take nine hours to go get boxes that you're specifically trying to get is an hour or two. If it's nine hours, that often means it was a fishing expedition. And what they were doing in his bedroom, I don't know why they were in Melania's closet. If I start seeing Jill Biden suddenly well-dressed, we'll know what the purpose of the raid was. <laughs> well, uh, The other thing is they took his passports. I'm not an expert in law enforcement, but I, I know a passport when I see it. In fact, it says right on the cover in big letters, passport. How could they make such a mistake and take those passports? It's uh, there's there are no mistakes here. 
at least uh, there are mistakes, but there's nothing that was unintentional. I'll put it that way. Uh, there are huge mistakes. Uh, and we can start with the passports, the fact that they didn't. I, I think the president was entirely within the bounds to say, this, they could be planning stuff. I mean, they're, they're taking all of this material. There is no specificity to any of the listings or descriptions of the boxes and all that they took. Uh, anything could be done to this. And to usher out the president's attorneys and ask them, no, not ask, tell the Mar-a-Lago folks to turn off the security cameras. Thank God they didn't. Those, I mean, those are goons when they pull stunts like that. Those are goons when they come in and, and just uh, park themselves for nine hours and, and impose themselves. Uh, this is outrageous, and there should be an accounting for this, but I, this is only the extension of what has now been, Mark, and I know you know this, six years of political persecution of this president by the FBI and the Department of Justice and then the rest of government when he became president of the United States. Well, you know what it really comes down to? They hate this guy like they've never hated anybody. It's such an unbelievable burning hatred. They can't even explain it, even to themselves. They can't put their finger on why they hate him so much. So for six years, they keep trying to convince you he's a spy, he's a criminal, and every six months they got another... But well, we got him this time. We're going to indict him on this. He's going to jail. And, and it never works. This is like the 27th one they've tried. And he's not a criminal. And he's not a spy. And you're never going to get him on anything like that. And and the FBI and the Department of Justice, let's be very honest, they, they are uh, a totalitarian uh, department and agency. They have become uh, Marxist Dems' favorite toy uh, in government, and they are their favorite tool, which they're, and they are used daily to to subvert, to suppress uh, the uh, the conservatives, the Republicans in this country, the independents who have minds of their own and want to speak freely, given that this is, after all, in most parts at least, still America. Yeah. Also, Merrick Garland, what a sleazy character. Thank God we didn't get him on the Supreme Court. But his press conference, so as brief as it was, was just filled with uh, misleading language. You know, they wouldn't let the Trump lawyers watch the uh, the search, but he just misled everybody. He said uh, Donald Trump's attorneys were on site during the raid. On site means out in the driveway, not watching the search. And when he said we were showed them the search warrant, they held it up from 10 feet away. They didn't let them look at it. So... What a sleazy character this Merrick Garland turns out to be. Yeah, he has he's demonstrated that now adequately. Uh, everywhere he, he turns, all you as you said, thank God he didn't get into the Supreme Court. I don't I'm no fan of Mitch McConnell, but on that he stood fast he, and he was absolutely right to resist Obama's entreaties to to put him on the court. Uh, that a lifetime of that would be unbearable. Uh, just a, a few months of this uh, as attorney general is unbearable. We are looking at an administration with a, a, an absentee puppet president. Think about that one. An absentee puppet president uh, who is pushing every Marxist doctrine known to man uh, and calling it his administration. There's nothing novel or new about it. It's just good old Marxism 
uh, writ large across every part of this government. We're watching this administration dismantle the Constitution uh, and our rights, bringing into the already police state driven by the Marxist Dems, 87,000 IRS agents with pistols they're packing. I, I mean, what in the world? Can you imagine accountants with pistols? That's about <laughs> as bad as it gets. <laughs> well, they wanted to ban the AR-15. That's all I heard about. Nobody needs an AR-15. Now, all of a sudden, the IRS agents need them uh, to do accounting. Uh, the, if you ask them why on earth would they need guns, they'll tell you, well, sometimes it's a drug cartel they're investigating. Uh, okay, maybe 10 special agents with guns for that. And since when are they uh, auditing drug cartels? You're supposed to arrest them and lock them up. Who needs to audit them? <laughs> they're checking the books. Yeah. And see if they're getting their big. But I'd say this place, you know, it's politically corrupt. Well, it's also corrupt in other ways, significant ways, because they have to be. The Biden administration has to be pro-cartel. They've turned over the drug trade, the sex trafficking, uh, the deadly narcotics. Uh, they give up at least 100,000 American lives every year just so they can keep the business flowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous what we're watching this outfit do. And if you hire 88,000 armed agents, make them border guards or make them school guards or safety guards in schools or, or send them into our subway so we can uh, take the subway again in New York. It's so dangerous here. Uh, it, all these billions. For, and you know, they said uh, 80,000 new agents. We're going to go after billionaires. Well, I checked. There's only 700 billionaires. <laughs> Like 120 armed agents for yeah. each billionaire. So they only need one one accountant for each billionaire. Yeah. I, how long have they been working on Donald Trump's books, for crying out loud? The IRS, nonstop. There's no, all of this nonsense. You can read about it in the New York Times, of course, uh, that hounded him for years about his uh, his taxes. They finally get a page of it, they and Rachel Maddow. And they look down and they find out that uh, he actually did pay taxes and actually they, he did give more to charity than they did. So I don't think they need any more documentary evidence because nothing they do works out when it comes to Donald Trump. You know, everybody forgets Cy Vance, the New York district attorney, he went to court in every court. He finally got the rights to every single tax return ever filed by Donald Trump. And he did that big publicity stunt of showing you the forklifts, bringing right. them into the moving van. And he brought them to New York. He brought in every team of forensic accountants. And for six months, they went over them and then dropped the case. So obviously there's nothing in those tax returns uh, that anybody needs to worry about. Yeah, if there had been, I mean, he would have been in, uh, I don't know if there's such a thing as capital punishment for a, a tax issue, but if it were going to happen, it would have been tried on President Donald Trump by the IRS the uh, and the the sleazeballs that make up the deep state uh, in this government. The FBI says, by the way, that they just followed standard seizure procedure. Uh <laughs> And they overconfiscated. They did admit that they overconfiscated, and they haven't found a damn thing as usual. Uh, it's just outrageous. It's all for political show. It's all for intimidation, and and it isn't working at all. In point of fact, we've seen a backlash that surprises me. I think the Republicans and independents are starting to say, you know, this has got to stop. And they're standing up for themselves, for the country, for the Constitution, for Donald Trump, 
for the Republican Party. I, I'm pleased to see it, to, to say the least. Yeah, that's the big miscalculation. I think what this is all about, uh, at January 6th hearings, all the Trump haters and left-wingers, they all watched it. They all discussed it at night with each other. Uh, and then I think they came to realize the rest of America didn't watch it, didn't buy it, it didn't take, it didn't do anything. So that's the reason for this raid now all of a sudden. And it's it's just not going to work. I think it kind of shook up the independence. Even some of the Trump haters say to themselves now, you know what, enough is enough. We need some checks and balances here. Even the haters have to be cognizant of the fact it's been six years since last July, July of 2016 through now August of 2022, six years of persecution of Donald Trump. And there is nothing, nothing but wasted time, this bombastic rhetoric from uh, little uh, twerps like Adam Schiff. You know, this pencil-necked uh, Marxist is, uh, is an absurdity. And now he's running for Speaker of the House. <laughs> Look out, Nancy, because Adam Schiff has got evidence on you, too. Uh, this is this is just uh, appalling to watch. Well, uh, I, 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 even Liz Cheney said she's thinking of running for president. She didn't say which country. But <laughs> if you lose by 38 points and you're thinking of running for president, uh, this is a woman with no self-awareness. It's one thing Democrats are great at. They just... Uh, they can't see themselves. They just uh, could have blinders on and they, they don't realize nobody's falling for this stuff. Even this uh, claim that, well, my, those documents had the greatest, gravest national security secrets. Well, then why would you leave them there for 18 months? They were talking about their nuclear papers, their nuclear documents. They may have, uh, you know, they ha may have had the word nuclear in them. There's nothing there that is top secret. Or, 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 But they tried to run that lie against the American people. Oh, good. Maybe we can gin up, you know, the fear that the, the president has the football still with him and won't give it up to Joe Biden. By the way, that would have been an act of uh, mercy for the country if he had taken it away. I mean, you talk about getting nervous. Start thinking about this impaired president of ours. Uh, when he does show up at the White House, uh, he's he's helpless. Uh, when he's on vacation, he can't get enough vacation. He's just doubled up again so he can stay out of public view in the middle of this mess. But to have him near the the nuclear football, uh, I mean, it, it's a frightening thing to to uh, to conjure, isn't it? Yeah, you know, uh, there's the nuclear football. That's a suitcase that contains all the secrets. But to activate it, there's a thing called the biscuit. It's a metal card that the president must keep in his pocket at all time. If you need to use that football, you pull out the biscuit thing and stick it in the slot. If you think Joe Biden is keeping track of this little card in his pocket, <laughs> you saw him try to put on his jacket the other day. The thing probably <laughs> fell out on the runway. <laughs> that was one of the most pathetic scenes of his many pathetic uh, scenes real to watch him standing there trying to put his, his coat on, his jacket on, and and Jill standing off about five or six feet from him, just sort of watching him clumsily uh, fumble with that. She finally decides to help. She goes in, then she helps you know, is, and lifts the coat just a little bit too high so he can't reach it, so we just see some more fumbling. She finally gets his hand in the arm of the jacket. Then she steps back, 
he loses the jacket again, and she doesn't even take us. She doesn't show any sign of ever taking a step forward again. Good luck, Joe. <laughs> Jill, Jill knows when the uh, circus is uh, going to carry on without her. No, and that signing ceremony, he made such a theatrical thing out of wearing a mask. He's wearing a mask, but in the meantime, he's hugging women when he sees them, talking right into their ear with the mask on. He keeps taking the mask off, coughing into his hand. And then shaking hands with people. I don't think he even understands what the point of the mask is. Uh, if you're going to do all that stuff. Or hand sanitizer. Or <laughs> just good manners. Or, or, or common decency. Uh, it, it's it's an atrocity, this uh, this administration. Uh, and what they have spawned is, is horrific. Uh, all of the violence. Right now, the Mexican government is fighting for its life in northern Mexico against the cartels. There's violence. Ciudad Juarez, uh, I, I mean, the violence there, the murders, uh, Tijuana. Uh, these are all tourist spots uh, for the Americanos uh, crossing that border, uh, most of them legally, I understand. But to see the, what this has wrought, this open border uh, of, of Joe Biden and his puppet masters, I suppose that means Barack Obama principally. He's likely the chairman of the board, and this is his third term as president. To think what we're, we're watching here, the, the price that's being paid is horrific because with fentanyl poisonings across the country, China shipping it in, the Mexicans putting it, to, Mexican cartels putting it together, then they ship it up through to MS-13 and their gangs of uh, distributors across the country. And th there are upwards of 200,000 Americans being killed by fentanyl poisoning every year. I, I know there's nothing funny about this, but there is something so stupefying and so mind-numbing that it's accepted by the media by the police, the law enforcement officers of this administration without response. It's just, it, to me, it is just breathtaking. Your reaction? Well, I think we talked about this last time. The biggest single problem, the number one problem in this country is the total lack of any legitimate media anymore. It's all shut down and all corrupted. If the uh, media were all over this open border uh, take the crime wave all over America and all our major media doesn't say a word about it. It allows Democrats to get away with whatever insane, woke nonsense they want, and it's destroying the country. We've always had a problem with the border, but it's worse than ever. Four million people uh, crossing it in the last 18 months. Crime totally out of control everywhere. They got uh, Starbucks closing all their stores in certain cities, uh, 7-Eleven pulling out of California. This crime wave uh, and all this stuff is is the result of the media not getting on these Democrats day and night, making them do something about it. The problem is, as we all know, the media is Marxist, just as Marxist as the Marxist Democrats who lead the Democrat Party. Uh, and, and the corporations that own those media uh, companies and those media outlets they're left-wing. They're, they're Marxists. They're embracing CRT. They're uh, DEI. They're every a bunch of nonsense that there is to conjure up uh, from the left. They're buying into it. Their HR departments are proselytizing and, uh, and operating like police agencies within the corporate structure. Uh, imagine that, uh, what corporate America has done to the working man and woman who back in the 80s 
all the talk was about employee empowerment. Now it's about employee compliance and making certain that they are following a strict set of rules. And there is no uh, Bill of Rights for employees right now and the largest corporations in this country. Yeah, they don't say anything about any mistake, any crime, anything the Democrats say. They don't say a word. Even uh, Biden, uh, this new bill, this uh, inflation, whatever, it's basically just a big climate change bill. He's on vacation. He fires up the biggest jet in the world, an 85-car motorcade, to get back to sign the bill. This is an 85-car motorcade on both sides, a big, massive jet, helicopters, everything. How much carbon do you emit just to sign this thing? They couldn't have a guy bring it down to him and let him sign it? Well, they could have, but then he had missed that big photo op from his <laughs> phony, uh, his phony uh, uh, set there in the White House. Nobody's yet explained that, by the way, why he has a phony set of what he could just go down the, you know, a few steps more uh, and be uh, in the briefing room. Uh, well, actually, I think they kind of have. If you look through, that's I never show it to you. But the other side is a wall with the biggest teleprompter I have ever seen. The entire wall is almost a teleprompter. Uh, if he does it in the Oval Office, they have to use a normal teleprompter, which is only two feet by two feet. Right. I think so that's why he does it, because they can put the words in big letters for him. Yeah, I, I think that, I, you know, that makes as much sense as anything. If the man could read it, uh, that would be another thing. But you can't have everything when, you come, when, it, when it comes to an impaired president, uh, a puppet who do you think the puppeteers are for this administration? Who do you think is actually in the cabal of Marxist Dems driving the so-called Biden administration? Well, we know on the field, the coaches are Susan Rice and uh, what's his name, uh, Ron Klain. Uh, but uh, uh, the committee that runs it, obviously, Barack Obama's got something to do with that. And uh, the real fear is that some George Soros type or him himself or some Klaus Schwab, George Soros type of uh, guys are running this and uh, then you really have to worry have you noticed that people say the the, the name george soros now <laughs> yeah without fear uh, it, it's incredible i i mean I, it, it, there's no one being canceled for doing it suddenly i think that soros has given up he's no longer a silent uh, figure in the shadows he's way out front everybody knows what he's doing whether it is his uh, NGOs and not-for-profits that he supports, bringing up millions of illegal immigrants into the United States, but whether it is uh, helping out with elections and making certain that uh, the left wins uh, and that the right, the conservatives, lose. Uh, he's, he's right out there. I mean, there were times he had so many powerful friends in media that if you said the word George, the name George Soros, ooh, Guests were going to be canceled, and in fact, were canceled, or you were going to be canceled, and sometimes <laughs> all of the above. Yeah, George Soros is the guy that put in these 26 lunatic district attorneys that have caused the biggest crime waves ever in our city. Now, we haven't even seen the full impact of that. Obviously, the crime, but uh, because of all the shoplifting and all that, the price of everything in these stores is jumping up. And this hasn't happened yet, but insurance companies are going to start to raise your insurance if you're in one of these uh, major cities with all this crime. So it's going to have a tremendous impact, not only on the dangerous streets, but uh, it'll cause even more inflation than we've seen. It's even walking.
from a limousine into a Manhattan skyscraper. In that short distance is enough time to be uh, ter- absolutely mugged, uh, beaten, senseless, or just simply sucker punched by a, a, a you know a crazy person uh, and 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 practice criminal on the streets of New York. Uh, this this mayor is really quite something. I, I, Mike, I, I, Mark, I can't even imagine why anybody would put up with with this. Again, it's all goes back to the media. They leave him alone. They just don't, you know, he ran on the whole uh, lie that he had a plan. He was a law enforcement guy with a plan. He knew how to fix it. Well, it's eight months now. Obviously, there was no plan and he doesn't know what to do. Uh, and they don't get after him. You know, we got guys sitting here in New York City who are the world experts on who could solve this crime problem in two weeks. Ray Kelly, uh, Bill Bratton, even I mean, you love him or hate him. Rudy Giuliani is the world expert on how to get crime off the streets in New York. Call these guys. I've asked them. They'll be happy to come down and show you exactly what to do. But he doesn't do it. The media doesn't get after him. You know, they got this crazy law in New York State. No bail, no jail. The governor has the power to suspend that law and doesn't do it. They don't get after her for that. She could fire this crazy district attorney. She won't do it. And the media just looks the other way and leaves her. If they pressured the mayor, the governor, they'd have to do something about this. Yeah, and, and they want to say it's about ideology, but Mike Bloomberg, a Democrat, well, he said he was an independent, but it turns out what he was, we know what he was. Uh, he did a good job of running the city for two terms. Then he got a little excited about a third term, and that's when he got bored. But for the first two terms, he did a magnificent job, I think, including on crime and and, and maintaining the a, you know safe streets for, for the for the Big Apple. You know, in the way he did it was he brought in Ray Kelly, who was the greatest police right. commissioner ever. And I've asked Ray Kelly, he said, Mo, Bloomberg was hands off. He let me run the police department, let us do it. And uh, the guy is still sitting there, Ray Kelly. You can call him anytime you want. He'll come help you and show you how to get the streets safe again. Yeah, and, and but don't, don't, <laughs> don't expect that to happen very no. soon because <laughs> the, the, these folks are just as, uh, crazed Marxist as uh, is the previous lot and that's not a good thing for the for the city uh, you mentioned Starbucks I, I want to take up the my I have to say it's one of the funniest stories I've seen the, this week and that is Starbucks telling the National Labor Relations Board uh, that they don't want any mail-in <laughs> mail-in voting for the union vote <laughs> because they think that it's rigged uh, by the union and I I this is one of the most liberal corporations in the country protesting mail-in balloting, which the left and the Democrats spent a lot of money and time to install in all of the battleground states. And here is Starbucks begging for mercy for mail-in voting. This Starbucks is the worst company in the world. It's run by that woke Howard Schultz, and uh, they're so woke, and they supported all these woke candidates. Yeah, uh, The crime has killed them in Los Angeles. I think they had to close 19 Los Angeles stores. I think they've all entirely pulled out of Seattle, their hometown. Here in New York, they kept a couple of them. There's one store in the village. It was a big article in the paper. They have become a homeless camp. Uh, it's a Starbucks where they're afraid to throw anybody out. There's homeless people on the floor, on the table, sleeping. Uh, the whole place is a disaster. Junkies all over the place. Uh, no, no wonder these uh, employees want to unionize and at least get paid, get combat pay for this. And 
you're, you're right. Now they're trying to block the unionization. They're, they're admitting mail-in votes stink. So, you know, they got they got what they deserved, Starbucks. Well, corporate America is is running the government right now. Uh, the corporatists have complete control of the media. They're, the donors have absolute control of the Democrat Party. Uh, and, and the secret is, the dirty little secret is, that the corporatists are the ones responsible for all that is befalling the country right now under this uh, this puppet president. I truly believe that. What do you think? Well, I know from uh, watching this state, you know, because if you talk to the top, top donors, the biggest donors, and uh, why don't you talk to the governor? Why don't you? They, they're not going to talk to the governor at all. They need permits. They need to put a crane here when they're building something. They need a get this approved, that approved, or whatever the governor does, they'll go along with it. They don't say a word about it. And they're afraid to support the other candidate, the opposing candidate, because they don't want to lose all this access and all these uh, uh, permits and rules and whatever they need done. Well, I have, I, I know that we're getting close here on time, but I, I want to I get your reaction to Liz Cheney comparing herself to Abraham Lincoln. Uh, the only way I thought it would work is that she pointed out that uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln lost a congressional race and a Senate race. So my assumption was that meant she was going to run for the Senate somewhere. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but that, I, I, I misunderstood the comparison. Your reaction? Uh, first of all, Lincoln, she, she, she ran a Stalinist show trial that totally went against the Bill of Rights. No uh, witnesses for the other side. No cross-examination. No, it was disgusting. She loses by 38%. Uh, in her own state. And the few votes she got, you know, the more they look into it, it was a very, very old voters who probably thought it was Dick Cheney on the ballot. Probably didn't even know it was her. Uh, she talks about running for president of what? I, I, I don't know. She's just a swamp fool who got what she deserved and should just go away quietly. She apparently isn't going to do that, though. And I think she thinks anybody cares. I don't believe anybody will care what she does. I don't think anyone will ever care what she says because no one ever did. Uh, it was just her votes against Donald Trump that everybody uh, who cares about this country cared about. Yeah. And I want to I want to talk about Nora Donald as we wrap up here. Uh, she, she looks really bad here. Uh, she was looking pretty bad. She's had to take a big cut in pay. She's been... Uh, the word is she's been about to be fired for a long time uh, for performance. And and now here we are. She decides that, uh, well, Donald Trump didn't have it exactly right. Uh, your thoughts? Well, I was watching Lester Holt, the evening news that night, and he opened with Donald Trump claimed his para, para, passports were stolen. His unverified claim that it, it kept the he claimed that it was unverified and Nora O'Donnell took it a step far further by tweeting out uh, I checked my DOJ source they are not in possession of his passports well not being a bright reporter she didn't bother well, what does that mean in possession did you have them at one point she never even asked that and even her CBS colleagues say that was just bad bad journalism and it turns out they did have the passports obviously Trump was right uh, and the reason they weren't in possession was they were in the process of returning them uh, or had already returned them. So she just looks like uh, the dumbest anchor in all of television. Well, and she'll probably hold that title for some time because <laughs> CBS has got so many problems, uh, as do they all. But uh, the corporatists having problems, frankly, I don't mind a bit.
I don't know about you. <laughs> Mark, as you know, we always give our guests the last word. Take it away. Well, uh, you know, Liz Cheney, the good news is she no longer has to pretend she lives in Wyoming. So I guess that's good. <laughs> she, uh, she got away with that lie for a while. Uh, I, I just don't know where this ends. I think you got to give Donald Trump credit for being a superhero. He has uh, fought off the swamp more incidents, more times than anybody in history. It's absolutely true. He has stood like a, a rock, like a superhero uh, throughout. And it's it's just amazing where he finds the energy, the strength, uh, and, and the command of, uh, of all of this because he's being hit from every direction. And now we've got these... Lilliputian prosecutors. Uh, thank you, George Soros, for donating. <laughs> and F Fulton County, Georgia, or Manhattan, or New York State, uh, with Letitia James. It, it, they're they're pathetic. They're sad, but sad for all of us is the fact that the president and his family once again have to continue with what has been six years of political persecution. Uh, Mark Simone. Thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate it as always, and uh, can't wait to see you again soon, my friend. All right. Always love listening. Thanks for having me on again. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. Thanks to my friend Mark Simone, great broadcaster, great American. And here Monday will be another great American, John Solomon, the founder, editor-in-chief of the essential news site, justthenews.com. John and I will be going through what has been an almost manic series of public statements by William Barr on the Mar-a-Lago raid and President Trump, Barr defending the DOJ and the FBI and attacking President Trump. Why is Barr doing that? Why now? What's his motivation? What's behind that illegal FBI raid? What were they looking for? Did they find it? Join us here Monday. Our guest will be John Solomon. You don't want to miss a word. Till then, God bless you, and may God bless America.